retreat by talking a great deal about simplicity. And initially in the retreat, we could see that much of our outer forms actually serve to cultivate that simplicity. The form of having a schedule, the form of letting go, of reading, of writing, the form of silence, um, the form of simplicity around our food, that all of this helped and served to cultivate an environment around us that would hold us in a kind of simplicity and that would frequently act as a mirror for our own complexity. Within those forms, we would see the ways that we could engage or construct or before or against. And I think as the retreat goes on, our understanding of simplicity changes and deepens, that it's not so much um, simply an outer form, but that we see the simplicity that is cultivated through our way of being, our way of relating to this moment. I think our understanding that simplicity has much to do with being able to let go, with being able to let things be, that understanding really deepens. Here we begin to see very clearly the ways in which excess complexity is created on a moment-to-moment level through dwelling or through constructing and how excess complexity can also be let go of on a moment-to-moment level through non-dwelling, through an equality of attentiveness that all things are seen and held equally in the field of awareness without making one thing more special, more significant, more worthy than another. Today is our last full day of practice of silence. And within this particular form of today, which is changing, times different than our other days here, to be staying close to the beauty of that simplicity. Also seeing on a moment-to-moment level how our minds can spin and construct and plan um, and to become lost, equally to trust, to have confidence in our own power of attentiveness, our capacity to embrace, to be present with, and also to let go of. We often think in a very linear way in the context of time. We tend to divide time into past, into present, into future, as if these are all very separate dimensions to really see the next moment is in many ways a changing form of this moment holding thoughts, feelings, sensations, sounds, offering us the same invitation that is offered to us in this moment 
to be awake and to be present. Also seeing how this moment that we are in, in many ways, is the mother of the next moment. The ways in which we are present in this moment, with clarity or with confusion, with sensitivity or with disconnection, with closeness or with separateness, the ways in which we are present in this moment, it becomes the history for the next moment. To know that significance of the moment that we are actually in, that this is the only moment we can be awake. We see how much in our practice, as we've gone through the days, we see how much we are creatures of contractedness and expansiveness. How we can be present in a way where we feel very open, very receptive, very calm, very grounded. And how that sense of expansiveness can feel very boundless. It holds the entirety of our experience, our inner experience, our outer experience. And when there's an expansiveness, there is this sense of this ebb and flow of phenomena, thoughts and sounds and sights and sensations that arises and passes, that moves through us. Yet when there is that sense of expansiveness there, we feel established. We feel actually present within the seeing, within the awareness, rather than this thing or that thing or another thought or a different feeling, more there is a sense of a vastness, like a sky that holds the different clouds, different stars, the wind that all moves through it. We also see that we can shift into moments of contractedness when our world actually feels very small. When our world, inner and mostly because our inner world feels very small. And those contracted moments are, of course, times when something has been taken hold of, dwelt upon, um, isolated. When a thought or a feeling or a sound has been isolated out of this whole ebb and flow of phenomena and it becomes something special, painful or pleasant, We find ourselves engaging or constructing or comparing or evaluating. And in those moments of contractedness, it is almost like this inner world which has shrunk has become our whole world. We can sit, we can walk, and really not be aware of sensing sounds, sights, feelings. Instead, our world feels very much to have the boundaries of our contractedness. It is really helpful to see this ebb and flow, not to be judgmental of it, but I think the great gift of awareness, the great gift of seeing, is that it neutralizes contractedness. At any moment in the process of contractedness, whether it's in the moment of isolating, the moment of identifying, the moment of dwelling, the moment of feeding, the moment of, of planning, any moment within that contractedness, that moment that we wake up and we see what's going on. We actually see that taking place. We can step out of that contractedness. 
We can learn how to step out of it, not through <clears throat> trying to get rid of it, not through a particular strategy or formula or construction, but simply through the seeing, simply through the power of awareness. Today, in the practice, it is, you know, you've made a whole lot of effort here in this retreat. Um, there's also a place for really knowing that ease of being, how to rest in a great openness, a great expansiveness. We know the difference between feeling very open and expansive and just drifting or wandering. We come to know very clearly the difference between that. When there is expansiveness, when we are not hooked anywhere within the world, inwardly, outwardly, to learn how to rest softly, gently, clearly within that scene, aware of that kind of passing show, that ebb and flow, moving through, moving within, and yet not capturing anywhere. There are also times when we are aware that 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 our seeing, our capacity see, to see is somehow undermined by stickiness, um, by the power of a particular thought or feeling that arises, um, by a like or dislike. And we can feel that sensation. You begin to feel it almost on a cellular level, a sensation of closing down, of contracting. That is the moment to be responsive to now, again, not to judge, not to feel I have to get rid of this, but to be responsive, to know that the key for really unlocking that door of contractedness is to focus, is to be single-pointed, is to be carefully, carefully attuned to the simplicity of that moment, to a single breath, to our bodies, to listening clearly, to be cultivating that greater sense of focus, to really see how we can move within, be moving within this moment, moving within that whole ebb, of, ebb and flow of expansiveness, knowing how to rest, to open up, to embrace, to be still, knowing when it is helpful for us to be more focused, to be more one-pointed. These are the tools, the skills we have actually been learning here. Not only learning here, but learning to have faith and to have confidence within. A Tibetan teacher once spoke about the significance of equanimity. In Buddhist teaching, equanimity is called one of the four Brahma-viharas, Brahma one of the four divine abidings. And equanimity is not about indifference or about disconnection, or about being removed from. It is about really finding a great and powerful place of balance amidst the world of impressions, the world of experience. And the Lama described equanimity as being equally near to all things, equally near to all things, making no distinctions within our awareness, but having that willingness to be equally near, to be balanced and clear within all moments and with all things. Again, in the beginning of the sitting, checking in with your body, 
that you feel balanced, that you sense that place of balance within you, within your body, a place of balance and alertness, of calmness and wakefulness within your body. Gently, softly, settling into this moment. <coughs> Gently, clearly settling into your posture. A sense of being present. Aware of your body, aware of your breath moving in your body, aware of the sensations, the sounds, the thoughts, the feelings that arise, that pass. Fostering a calm, alert, serenity of being present with.
May all beings live with serenity. May all beings live with wakefulness. May all beings live with compassion. In the practice today, equally being aware of the ways in which clear intention really does support wakefulness. Um, Those moments of becoming lost, those moments of disengagement or disconnection, just being cultivating that willingness to begin again, to start anew. It is the intention, actually, which really makes the difference between surrendering to a feeling of despair or impossibility or opening to a greater sense of confidence, reconnecting with our own capacity for wakefulness. Being very careful today of the transitions, those transition moments between sitting and walking, walking and sitting, those moments at mealtimes, being aware again and again, just checking in with the quality of our connectedness to those moments. How present are we? How clear are we within them? Letting ourselves be guided by our own dedication to wakefulness and the intention that supports that, rather than being guided perhaps by habit or by resistance. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.